You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Uh, and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. Would you please, church, um, as you prepare for Christmas this year, would you look beyond yourself? Okay, look beyond the people who you need to do something for and be the one through which God or through whom God can touch someone's life, okay? Uh, so there are people who uh, in our city still don't have food. There are people who might not be as cheerful or happy. And you kind of, God brings different people your way. All right, so instead of getting that new wig this Christmas, wait until February and just use that money. How much is a wig now? How do you know it depends? <laughs> I would say wig now. As a girl, as a lady, who should answer? Have you been buying wigs for people, Shola? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm in the mood. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Idris. I'm the pastor here at LifePoint. And it's a huge honor to have everyone here this morning. LifePoint is an expression of the Elevation Church, which is pastored by Pastor Godman and Bolerwa Kilabi. Uh, I believe that you would not leave this service the same, okay? Uh, tell the person next to you, tell them Merry Christmas. Tell them Merry Christmas in case nobody has told them, okay? When you go to church, don't ignore the people around you. It is not a Christian thing to do. I know you're forming like you're spiritual, you are deep in the worship, you are deep in the message, but it is unspiritual to just ignore a whole human being, one head, two legs, just ignore them as if, no, you should know who they are, all right? Tell the person next to you, tell them I love you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I the person next to you? No, you're looking backwards. <laughs> All right. Praise God. Okay, um, in the course of today's service, we'll be dedicating two wonderful babies uh, in the service. Huge, huge honor uh, to do that in the course of the service. But I'll share with us from God's word this morning as quickly as I can possibly do, all right? Um, we have been exploring a couple of questions that God has asked in Scripture. And we said that when God will ask a question in Scripture, it is not because he does not know the answer, all right? Um, he, it's like one of those questions when your parents will say, Shola, uh, Shola, Shola, how many times did I call you? that they really do not mean you should give them a number. No. If you are led by the Spirit and you know wisdom, you should step back at that time. Okay? Or you should just say you are right. You should look for the way of escape. All right? But if you now start going into something and you've called me four times, four and a half, because the other time you use my short phone. No, no. It might not be. Uh, uh, but, but when God asks questions, so we started through Genesis and I think uh, he, he would say to man in Genesis chapter 3, I think, he would say, where are you? And so one Sunday, we looked through the fact that God is interested in our location. And we began to look through scripture and the fact that we are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says seated high above principalities and powers. The fact that we are now in the kingdom of God. One day we looked at the question when he asked man, who told you that you were naked? And we spoke about shame and guilt. And we spoke about the blood of Jesus and how it washes away shame and how God gives us confidence. The Bible says we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Uh, Last Wednesday, and I think if you can please listen to that message on SoundCloud, uh, we ask the question, God says to Cain, where is your brother? And Cain's answer is, look, am I my brother's keeper? The challenge is that he had killed his brother already. And we spoke about the body of Christ and how that when we get saved, we do not get saved uh, into solitary confinement. If anything, you get saved into the body of Christ. And Paul was saying in one of his letters that we are members one of another. And we spoke about how Jesus will redefine the boundaries of family when they say your mother and your brother, your sisters are out. And he will say, he did not say they are not my mother, brother and sister. 
He simply said, this ones, listening to me, doing the will of God, my brother, mother, and sister. We said there's a redefinition of family. And we spoke about why it was important for me last, last Wednesday was that sometimes we do not realize the amount of violence that people do to their brothers and their sisters. We talked extensively on Wednesday and threw a challenge to the church that we will not be the ones who destroy the reputation of another person. Okay? And I think I'm, 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 I'm drawn to just emphasize it again. Okay, tell the person next to you, don't carry my gist anymore. Except it's a good one. All right? The day you hear that I started a new company and employed 500 people, put it on Instagram. The day you hear that I've found a new spiritual gift, now I'm prophesying like Pam, put it on Instagram. Tweet about it. The day you hear that I finally got married, put it on Instagram, send me a check, come for the wedding, be happy. The day you hear, what else is good news about me? That my G-Wagon has arrived, red leather seats. Be happy for me. The day you hear that Arsenal won the Champions League, be happy. You see, I'm just testing you guys, but you see, be happy, be joyful. But the day I make a mistake, church, you are not, we are brethren. Because, so God says, where is your brother? That is not the day to call on a family chat group and say, I have hot gists. Hot gists. Accurate gists. Tell the person next to you, tell me, we don't gossip. We don't gossip. Christians do not gossip. I know, uh, church, you notice how we do, we talk to ourselves. Tell the person next to you, Christians do not gossip. We don't gossip. We don't. Tell them, you have to stop it now. You have to stop it now. <laughs> if the person you are talking to is much older than you, just tell them it's P.I. that said to tell them. All right? And for someone who you are telling is well-deserved, you've been gossiping, it's, it's okay. It's your old man. Stop it now. Hallelujah. Amen? When you look through Scripture, one of the keys to long life is not speaking evil with your mouth. If you're ever in a gathering where they, are, where they are speaking evil of a person, I beg you, this is what I do, to find good to say about them. There must be one thing. There must be one thing. Okay? So that was last Wednesday. Today, I'd like you to join me in Scripture, Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. It's a quick discussion by the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. And so the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desires for you. But you should rule over it. He says, why are you angry? Well, I think it was um, over the last couple, yesterday in particular, I'm driving through the city and I'm just astounded at the amount of anger. Of course, all of you decided to be on the road at the same time. So there's traffic in odd places. But I, but I, I was driving down the street. I was coming from the airport. And I, I, I think I probably saw like three or four different accidents. Of course, you know, people with different expressions. You know what we do when somebody hits your car, scratches your car. You come down. You look whether they can beat you or not. If you think you can beat them, you come out. Your father is a mobile, is a mobile policeman. You come and you shout on them. Do you know who I am? You're not living here today. And there's so much anger, you know. I, I, I think that if most of us would live in the city, if we 
if you were driving on the road and you saw someone look at you and just smile from another car, you would be worried. You would be genuinely worried. In fact, sometimes when people stop for you in traffic to pass, you actually think twice. Is it a trap? <laughs> this question, why are you angry? Why, why are you frustrated? Why, why is your... Why, because here we join this story. Cain is upset. God did not accept his offering. He has done something that is not right before God. He, he hasn't been able to meet up with God's standards. Perhaps he's feeling a bit of condemnation. He's feeling like he has fallen short. This message is particularly for that person who thinks that they are struggling with their walk with God. Why are you angry? And I'll tell you how this has been explained to me in my heart. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they are after the flesh, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6 of Romans chapter 8. It says, For to be carnally minded is death or enmity with God or against God. For it is, I'm right, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7. Uh, I'll stop at verse 8. Verse 7 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8, So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. May God bless the reading of his word. So Cain, when we look at his life, he's perhaps one of the first expressions of the same nature after man falls. How many times do we struggle with trying to please God? How many times do we struggle with doing something that we know we shouldn't have done? Doing something that we did not want to do. And so you get to a place where you are deeply, deeply angry. Sometimes you're angry with God. Sometimes you're angry with yourself. Um, I remember one time in my walk with God and I had struggled with a particular matter. And it's a young chap. And I remember saying to God, look, it does not look like it's this boy. Like it doesn't look like I'm going to make heaven. I said, I said that. I remember where I was. And I said, I, 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 I will serve in church. But Lord, I, I'm not very hopeful that I will make heaven. I was quite upset with myself. God says to Cain, look, this, this interaction you are having is about you and sin. And he says, look, there's a proper way to do it. There's a proper approach to it. I back up. Romans chapter 5. In verse 17. Paul says, For if by one, if the one man's offense death reigned through this through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Paul says, Look, when Adam and Eve fell, man inherits a sin nature. And man is then subject 
to the dictates of what we call the flesh. Now the flesh is simply the manifestation of the sin nature. It is, when you read Ephesians chapter 2, he speaks about the working of the prince of the power of the air. He says, the spirit that is now at work in the children of disobedience. It speaks about a system where people get, they, they are, they, as they grow up from being little children, you don't even have to teach them evil. You don't have to teach them bad things. You don't have to teach a child not to share. You don't have to, have some, because, I mean, some of you know what you were up to by, by primary one. You're already a terror. You had not been schooled in that matter, but you're already a terror. And sometimes it's also about what is just in the atmosphere, what's just in the air. Little wonder that Jesus, when he speaks in John chapter 3, says to a man called Nicodemus that, hey, you must be born again. And he begins to say, look, there's a difference between being born of the flesh and being born of the spirit. In John chapter 3 and verse 6, it says that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Whenever a Christian cannot differentiate between the flesh and the spirit, they would end up angry. They would end up very angry. And I'll just explain what this means. Okay? Um, and I don't know why it's, so it's Nigeria and I experience this a lot. When we got ATM cards, right? You have an ATM card? Yes. Is there money inside? What's your pin? <laughs> when we got ATM, so when you get ATM cards, you drive up to the foil station, you drive up to some place to use it. What's one of the first things they ask you in our country now? When you give them the card? Savings or current? Now, you know they don't ask you this abroad. So it must be a special Nigerian technology. Okay? We'll figure it out. Because when you, I've never, I don't think I know anywhere else in the world. So, so now, sometimes you're giving them the card, you're shouting, current. Current, current. You know? So, when you give them the card, they say to you, I recognize that you've got two accounts on this. Where should we take money from? Tell somebody next to you. Tell them you've got two accounts. You've got, you've got two accounts. You have two accounts. You have two accounts. Mm. You have two accounts. Because before you get saved, your flesh is your default account. All right. Somebody say, yes, I am. Understanding this. It's going clear. They don't, that's where all your money is. You don't have money in the spirit. I don't know, do you ever remember, you know, as a growing child saying, I'm not going to lie this week? Even that was a lie. <laughs> do you remember struggling with all sorts of things? All sorts of things. And as I say this, I am careful because I know that we still struggle with things. And I, and I think for someone, you get deliverance as we, as we speak about this today. Okay? After salvation, the Spirit becomes available as an option to live by. As an option to live by. Romans chapter 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk after the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Ask the person next to you, are you walking according to the flesh? Uh, you have to ask it like a prophet, like a prophet. So you have to put some bars. And if this is your friend, it's a good opportunity to counsel them. Just tap them. Are you walking according to the flesh? Are you walking according to the flesh? Are you walking according to the flesh? <laughs> and let me read two more scriptures which will help to put this in perspective. Romans 8, um, hmm, verse 5. Oh no, let's do Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. 
Galatians chapter 5 and from verse 13. It says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And guys, you know, I tried my best to try and make this into a Christmas message. So I think I just remind me if, if at the end I'll try and make it Christmassy. Alright? Is that okay? Because somebody's like, ah, ah, who kind of hash? This is a very strong message. This is not December message. But mostly you've got me. Just relax. Okay, I'm coming to Christmas. Alright, guys? Is that okay? Okay. Because someone's like, this is, this, is, this is the end of the year. We should be talking Thanksgiving. Not carnal, spirit, not flesh, but just relax. Okay? Tell somebody relax. Relax. God's got you. We'll, we'll land on. We we'll won't do a Christmas carol or something at the end. But just wait. Hmm. He says, but verse 14, for, the, all, for all the law is fulfilled in this. Okay, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy brother or thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed of another. Verse 16, this I say then, Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. For the walks of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication uncleanliness, lasciviousness. These are long words. We need to find the meanings of these words, right? Idolatry. Because someone says, I don't know what it means, so it doesn't apply to me. Just relax. We'll tell you what it is. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. Verse 21. Envyings. Murder. Drunkenness. I repeat for emphasis. Drunkenness. Oh, I'm repeating because we're in December, right? I see how some of you have come to church this morning. Oh, Father, help me. <laughs> no, I know it's party time. It's party. In the, I left somewhere at, oh, we left at 12 o'clock and I still met church members. I was telling them, I will see you in church in the morning, right? Tunu, are you in church? <laughs> Tunu, Shalewa. I left, okay. No, it was just focus. Drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, I've told you, I've also told you in time past that these which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. But David our Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us, not be des- let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. <clears throat> this is the summary of my message. That God in Christ Jesus gives us an opportunity to escape this whole process where we are bound by the desires of the flesh and sin, offend God and be upset. That there's a way. It's called living by the Spirit. It's called living by the Spirit. In fact, if you read chapter 6 of Galatians, Paul will say to the church, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He says, whatsoever a man sows, that is what he will reap. He says, for one who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. It says that now who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap eternal life. What are you saying, Idris? This gentleman has an ATM card. He goes to the ATM. Again, they ask him, savings or current? In fact, he can only withdraw money from where he has put money. I know there are times you go to the bank or you go somewhere and you're all going by faith 
You tell them check savings, they check, there's nothing. Check current, and there's nothing. Or you go to the ATM. But as it is in that analogy, it's the same way it is in the spirit. That it is the account that you are depositing in that you can draw out from. So Cain, why, why are you angry? Because what happens when you get saved is that you have the capacity to live by the Spirit. Before you get saved, the flesh is your default account. The same way you choose current or savings is the same way you have to choose on a daily basis whether you are living by the flesh or whether you are living by the Spirit. And I know it's not, and, and, I, I, and this is one of the things I hope to do, is I hope to make living spiritually something that appeals to you. Because when we talk about living spiritual, some of us are like, ah, kilo day. I'm even coming to church. Let's thank God. for. But who, which of my friends am I going to say when you think about next year? What are my goals for next year? He said, I want to be spiritual. Say, Shola, I always knew you like to form like you're holier than the rest of us. But please. But the opposite of being spiritual is what Bible calls being carnal. Ask the person next to you just for fun. The other one you've been ignoring. Ask them, are you, are you carnal? Are you, are you carnal? I just see people who are just ignoring their neighbor. Left, right, and say like, nobody, nothing Pierre is going to say today. I'm not saying anything. God is coming for you. Don't worry. I know it's when I say, tell your neighbor I love you. That's when I love you. Give me your number. Relax. But this, because the frustration happens for Christians when we get saved, put all our money in the savings account and then try to withdraw out of our current account. It says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 12, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the carnally minded is death, but the spiritually minded is life and peace. We are not debtors to the flesh. <laughs> and you know, you can, as with your body, you can, you can put on a spiritual face. I believe everyone has a church face. You kind of start to tune it in in your car as you're approaching church. You try out one or two worship songs, hymns. Mm. So when you get in, the ushers can already feel, they can already see that you're in this. This is regardless of where you were last night. It's okay. It's okay. And I was out, I was out yesterday. I was out yesterday. But I went home by 12. There's somebody I need to talk to, but I'm coming. It is, someone says, but I, it is, break it down for me. I'm coming. So Paul says that if I sow to the flesh, I will of the flesh reap corruption. Someone says, okay, but practically speaking, practically speaking, what does this mean? Cain God says, you will do things that offend me, break your heart, if you do not learn to deal appropriately with sin. You must recognize, like Paul says in Galatians 6, that there is a battle going on. There is a battle going on. You are being pulled to one side and you are being pulled to the other. Ashala, will you please come? Come, come. Why? And Pam, will you come, please? So, before I get saved, and I apologize, I'm using you as the flesh, but you understand, you're a spirit, he's really spiritual. He's one of our ministers here. You're in charge of what again? <laughs> Take cartage. Pam, on my, on my right, please. You're in charge of missions. All right. But you're still single. Yes. You're searching. 
for converts. <laughs> so this is why I don't like sitting in front. Yeah, just harass me. And so what happens is that before I get saved, just try and pull me. Don't pull me hard. If you chair my jacket, it's a really expensive jacket. <laughs> so you pull me. So I, I want to do good. I'm trying, you know, like, but, but the flesh pulls me. Well, I come to church on Sunday. Pierre preaches a, a strong message. I say, yes, yes, I will do it. It's Monday morning. I will not give bribes. I will not drive like a madman on Lagos streets. I will not gossip. But then the flesh is pulling me. Pull me now. Pull, pull me. But away from the will of God. And I'm fighting the tent, but I'm angry. Yeah? That's it. And then I get saved. And Pam is looking lovely. And she's also one of our ministers. But she's not single like that anymore. You kind of have to hold me. Thank you. And, and so I get the option to live by the Spirit. Hold me like Spirit. Uh, good. <laughs> good. And so Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 that there's a battle going on. But, so, so, so and you guys have to do this carefully if you pull me in two different directions. <laughs> but you, thank you. So, when I wake up on Monday morning, I feel the tug of the Spirit. You pull me a bit. Hmm. Yes, I feel the Spirit. But then I feel the flesh a bit. So that tension is okay. You guys ought to hurt me. <laughs> so I feel that tension in my life. Because I want to be in church on Sunday morning. I want to be a Christian on Wednesday. But when they tell me on Friday that we are turning up, can I didn't come to Lagos to carry last. You pull me a bit. Now you can hear in your mind, you're still hearing Pia shouting, You're a child of God, you're a child of God. So there's that battle, and you sway. But but Paul, just hang on, hang on, hang on, flesh, hang on, spirit. Just wait, wait, I'm coming. But just stay there, stay in character, okay? But but Paul explains that. There is a way you can pay attention to the Spirit, church. He says, because if I keep on feeding this man, and Chola is not a slim man by any means, right? He's got, like, you know, three and a half packs and all that stuff. You exercise. 79 kg, you are 79 kg, you weigh 79 kg. And you exercise, or you used to run. He used to run. In the future, he will also exercise. He will get six-pack and everything. The more I feed the flesh, <laughs> the day the flesh pulls me, is later I'll be remembering what P.I. said. Have you ever been in a place before where you almost as if you were watching yourself do something? You were like, ah, hey, is this me? <laughs> so you wake up the next morning and you're wondering... How did that happen yesterday? But at the same time, Pam is no slouch. She's from Port Harcourt. River State. Is that not Port Harcourt? I'm sorry. She's from near Port Harcourt. <laughs> I'm a stubborn person. But the more I sow into the Spirit, the day the Spirit pulls me. Stay spirit and flesh. Because this is what happens on a daily basis. So when the worshippers gather at the temple of Lagos traffic in the morning and start to worship their idols with loud horns and bad behavior, do you join them? Do you let the flesh take over. So they're honing for you. No! The guy's even whispering, life point. Why life point? I said, what's the point of that? <laughs> he said, P.I. P.I. is not here. Face your lane now. How do I sow to the flesh how do I sow to the Spirit? I submit to us, church, that all men are involved in spiritual agriculture. All men are farmers. 
when I see the seed that you are sowing, I don't need a prophet to tell me the harvest that you are keen on. I don't need a prophet. There's music you can listen to. By the time they've played track four, track five, Shola is even, he's big, man. Because she, you have been listening to that music, the girl is singing, I'm going to put your, fire, your body on fire. You are listening, body on fire. I'm turning your head upside down. You are listening, yes. The flesh is getting stronger. And there's music you can listen to. Put on some good old Falabi Noel. <laughs> or what's other music? And feed your spirit. There are things you can watch and you feed the flesh. You've heard me say before, and I say it again to you, that I am not strong enough as a person and a Christian to watch movies that have sexual content. Let me say that there. Wait, let me loud it for the person in the back. I'm coming. Hold on. Sexual content is not pornographic movie. That one, I am not even, I don't watch that. I cannot. Because that one is not just feeding. That one is, it's, um, you put an IV what do you call this? You've just connected yourself to the pipe, right? It's not just a meal. You're just, you have direct connection. God. Unlimited access. Because when they show you the movie, they say, contains sex. You will not lick your lips. Sex. <laughs> Help me ask the person next to you. Ask them, where are you sewing? Where, where are you sewing? If I tell the person next to you, tell the person, the way I'm looking at you. <laughs> Because there are things you do that sow to the flesh. You're using your baritone voice to call that daughter of Zion at 11.45. Chichi. And you know you're not calling to share scriptures. What's in your mind? When we say, do not forsake the gathering of believers, do, do you understand that it's not just because we want to mark a register? But the Bible says they go from strength to strength that appear before him in Zion. When they say read your Bible, do we understand? The Bible says that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It says, how shall a young man keep his heart away from sin? Says, thy word I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Do I understand? The Bible says, Blessed am I, for I walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sin, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. That there is counsel that is ungodly. What is counsel that is ungodly? When they tell you that the only way you can make money in this city is by stealing forging things, bribing. And I've said it before, I say it again. If you're doing Yahoo Yahoo business, it's not IT business. Stop it. You can't say I'm in IT. You're not in IT. I tell the person, tell me, stop it, stop it, stop it. And every time I spend time in the presence of God, no wonder Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 18, that we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, have been transformed into that same image. Saying in Bible study this morning that there is a spiritual maturity path. Okay? Hebrews chapter 5, he says, By this time you should no longer be babes, but you still require that someone teach you again the first fundamental issues about our faith. In 1 Corinthians 3, he says, look, you are carnal people. What am I filling my mind with? How long? I've been saved now since 95. I'm not that old. It was 95. I know for a fact that the Christian life needs to 
be built. I know the things I had to decide no longer to listen to, no longer to watch, no longer to invest in. I know for a fact. I, so there are guys here, there are some people you should not listen to their counsel anymore. Because they tell you all sorts of stories. He said, ah, Choma came to my house last week. Ha! You are a born again Christian. By the time he finishes telling you about what happened, you are shaking. But you, you stay there. Because anger comes when you know you should be doing something, can be doing something, but find yourself at a place where you are not doing it. The prophet will say to Israel, says, how long will you falter between two opinions? Says, if God is God, will you serve him? We must never preach or present a gospel that is impotent to change lives at a fundamental level. Otherwise, people will be frustrated. He says, to be carnally minded is death. But be spiritually minded is life and peace. How do I sow to the Spirit? Every time I walk in love. Every time I forgive someone. Every time I consider others better than myself. As Paul says in Philippians chapter 2. Every time I let someone else go ahead. Every time I put myself under the counsel of God. Every time I say, what will Jesus do? What will Jesus have me do? Every time I say, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, those are led by the Spirit of sons of God. Every time I say, Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Every time I say, though I feel like it in the flesh, though I have opportunity, I will still consider what honors God, what protects the unity of the faith, what advances the cause of the kingdom, what puts my brothers and sisters forward. I will think before I act. Every time I do that, I'm investing in the Spirit. What advances the flesh. One time when we taught about temptation, we talked about the fact that there will be seasons in which temptations come. And I remember saying that day, that however, if you decide to go to a strip club, that you are no longer waiting for your seasons to come, that you have become the season. Right? So they say they are going to strip club. You know, you just came from Ibadan. You don't, they don't know strip clubs in Ibadan. I know you don't know, but I'm just saying, I don't think they are. Even the one we have in Lagos, we really shouldn't have. But it's okay. I say, what did they do there? Strip club. Say, eh. I'll just go, I'll be praying in my heart. (laughs) And even if you, even if by the time they didn't describe it to you, but you got in there, as you opened the door, you should come out for the sake of your faith. Put off your phone so they can't call you. Call somebody to come and pick you up if you don't have a car. Every time I pray in my understanding, pray in the spirit, I invest in the spirit. When was the last time I said I'm going to fast myself? This is not because the church said let's fast 40 days or let's fast 21 days. This is me, I'm going to fast. What have I put in my mind? They used to say to us when we were younger, but the idle mind is the devil's workshop. It's, it's, yeah. what, what, is, what do I fantasize about in your spare mental capacity? What are you producing in your mind? What are you thinking of? Now, I want to say this, and I, don't, I think Christians should think about heaven. How can a whole week go by? You didn't think about heaven at all. Someone said, but Idris, heaven means you're thinking about death. No. It's a promise that God gives us. When you're in love, don't you think about being with the lady and all that sort of thing, traveling with her? I'm asking you. (laughs) Because when you spend time, your 
vacant your idle mental moments, drumming up all sorts of random fantasies, what happens is that you are sowing in the flesh. Uh, Father, we thank you. You know, they used to sing that song when we were younger. It says, I, I have decided to follow Jesus. You know the song? Yeah. Because when you are within the tension of the spirit, the spirit actually, and the flesh, <laughs> you, you need to constantly make that decision. Constantly. Every single day. When you wake up in the morning, the flesh and the spirit, you have the two accounts, current and savings. You need to say, my, my, I, I am not, I don't, if some of you know, you, have, you don't have cards linked to some accounts, right? You don't have cards linked to your, your current account. Uh-huh, but it's linked to your savings. It's linked to the current, not to the savings. Uh-huh. So the account is there, but you can't withdraw from it. So I know that I still have the option of the flesh, but no. Because I have decided. Uh, keyboard, this is when you not play that song. You know, be in the spirit. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. I started singing in my message. I'm getting old. <laughs> to follow Jesus. Come on, church. Don't you know the song? Timon, if you don't sing, I'm going to ask you to come up and sing it here. You like to sing. I promise you I won't harass you. Let's sing it one more time. I have decided. I have. There's a second verse, is there? To follow There's a second verse. There's a second verse. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. It's not, you won't find it on Google, my brother. To follow Jesus. Is there a second verse? There's a second verse. Let's do the second verse. I don't know it, but let's do the second verse. No turning back. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. In closing, after I walk Christmas into this, right? I can't. <laughs> yeah. But the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we preach, yes, that's true. Yeah, because it's a Christmas, it's Christmas season, so it's a strong message. So when when Jesus comes, He gives us that gift. He gives us that gift. He opens our current account for us. He says, "Look, Felix, you don't need to be in that place where you are bound, and you can only withdraw from the flesh. You can live spiritually now." I said, you said, but Jesus, you don't know what I used to be. He says, I know who you used to be. I knew that you had five husbands and the guy who you're living with now is not your husband. He says, but you have now met with me. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away and all things have become new. He says, how long will you falter between these two decisions? Because you get angry in that place. All men are involved in spiritual agriculture. All men are sowing seeds. All men are sowing seeds. I tell the person next to you, tell them sow in the spirit a bit. Tell them sow in the spirit a bit. Sow in the spirit a bit. Sow in the spirit a bit. <sighs> now they bring the seeds to you online. I was preparing for this, pornography was strong on my mind. Okay, that word, not pornography, pornography was strong on my mind. And I feel there's someone, you, you've let them have access to you. you how can you, 
child of God, don't subscribe to pornography channel. Eyes. True or false? True. You know that guy that always calls you, and when he calls you, you can't. It's as if. Oh yes, I, they used to say that it has it has a button. Sorry, speaker, speaker, speaker. Your mumu button, exactly. It has your flesh button. He calls you like he named you, Timoni. <laughs> as if he was there at your naming ceremony, and when you hear it, what gospel? I'm coming to pick you up around 11. Off your phone. The next time he calls, because you know that's what he's calling for, or that's why he's calling you, don't even do hello. What's the ring? Pick up. Reboche katalama hikaradas. Say, Timoni, what's up? Rehakate moikai. No weapon fashioned against me will prosper. Leha, the blood of Jesus. He will never call you again. Then you call him back right after he drops. He picks up. Then he starts again. Lamosh Kataye. We are in battle. We are in battle. I said I have been begging you guys in church. You are going for dates. Don't wear things that is too. Dress fast. Nice. I like to dress sharp. Start dressing. But wear the armor of God. Hey, I need to stop before I start talking more than I should talk today. But, because the city is changing. So it's time for us to relax in the city. It's Christmas. But I also feel that God is calling someone to a place where they will sow seeds in the spirit. Follow me if you want to sing me a song so I can end. I believe God is calling us to a place where you are intentional about your faith. One of the things I believe that next year God is calling us to, I wrote it down in my notes, a number of things, is an invitation to holiness. I like holiness. Oh God, I knew it. Holiness. What's, what's holiness? When you're going to leave next year, and people are going to look at you and say, look, you've really changed. The picture I've been having in my heart for the last couple of weeks is that there's someone, you will be where you used to go. You'll be in a bar. You'll be so... And, you will, you will just find yourself getting up and walking out. You would find that you begin to lose appetite for sin. Follow me. You just came. I've been, singing, I've been preaching about the flesh and the spirit. So you come and sing reggae for us. Sing. Do you have a song? You're trying to find... Does anybody know a song we can sing that's consistent with what we've been talking about? I, I, I'm going to, if you leave me, I'm going to just sing I Surrender All, which is like an old song. Oceans. Spirit lead. Okay, what does it say after that? After calling upon you. <laughs> and keep my eyes above the waves. Sink fast, sink fast. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace. This is the song is nice. How does it, how does it fit in, my brother? And I am yours. And you. And I, so I'm going to come to that song, but I just want to sing I Surrender. I kind of am comfortable with that one. I think guess on the soon, then we sing that one. And I surrender all. I surrender all. And I So this was the song they used to sing in the 80s. Oh, 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 oh. And on to prayer this morning. 
Lord, I will sow in the spirit that of the spirit I will reap eternal life. Paul says in Galatians 6, God is not mocked. He says, he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap death. I refuse to sow death. I refuse to use God's pots to cook the devil's meals. 1 Corinthians 6 says, do you not know that you are not your own? That God bought you with a price. You're better than what? You're better than this. You're better than this. Paul says, we're persuaded of better things concerning you. I like us church to just pray in the spirit. We can sing that song. I like us to pray in the spirit. I like us to pray in the spirit. If you don't pray in the spirit, it's okay to just thank God. But we're declaring that in this season and the seasons to come, we are spiritual people. We are spiritual people. That we are winning this battle that we are not drawing out of accounts that will offend God. No, no, no. I like you to pray in the spirit. I like you to pray in the spirit. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. It says, who told you you cannot prophesy? I don't know who you are. It says, they go forth with their seeds crying. They come back with a harvest of rejoicing. I don't know who you are, but God is showing you bags of seeds for the spirits. I don't know who you are, but he's saying, look, 
Those seeds, you are not sowing them there anymore. You are not sowing to the flesh anymore. He says, I would rather that you were hot or cold. He says, but we cannot be in the middle. Come on, church. God is calling someone. God is calling someone. God is calling someone. In the presence of my Savior. this morning would you hold the hand of one person I don't know who you're finding I don't know who's around you hold someone's hand would you pray over their life would you declare that they're not just in church would you declare that they have a deep meaningful spiritual experience would you declare that when it comes to agriculture they are sowing seeds in the right place would you declare that they are not of those who draw back onto petition I pray that you will pray this morning. I don't know whose hands you're holding, but for someone, would you just even pray in the spirit for a minute or two? I sense that there are people who have sown seeds in the new places, and God says, I want to take them out. I want to stop that whole process. I want to, I want to end it. It's a pivotal prayer for someone. There's a behavior you have been trying to end. God says, don't you know you've been sowing the seeds? But today, would you pray for them that their harvest of righteousness will overflow, that God will increase their store of seed in the name of the Lord Jesus? Would you pray for them that they will get appetite for spiritual things? Would you pray for them that they will hunger after the word of God? Would you declare over their life that they are praying people? I don't know who you are praying for, but it's a pivotal prayer. Declare they are not weak, they are strong in God and the power of His might. Hey, Bokos. Hey, take another minute. Take another minute. Declare that it is well with them. Declare that they are not meats for the devil. Declare they are full of might. They put on the whole armor of God. They stand in the glory and the power of our King. While we worship God, if you are not born again, would you please just put your hand on your heart and say this prayer. Everybody else is just worshiping God. Eyes are closed, but I would you just put one hand on your heart and one hand up so I can lead you in this prayer. You cannot let the flesh and sin drag you around the town anymore. You might not have noticed, but it leaves behind a trail of destruction. But the blood of Jesus was shed on the cross of Calvary that you have access to be led by the Holy Spirit. Anyone in church, they say, Idris, look, I want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Hands up. Would you say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I accept the blood that you shed on Calvary as the price for my forgiveness. I come into God's kingdom today and declare that I am now born again. Fill me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the presence of my Savior, sing it out, Spirit, Spirit, lead me. Let me walk upon wherever you will call me and take me deeper, Lord. Take me deeper, Lord. Oh, and my faith will be made strong. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus for grace today. Let our lives never be the same again. I pray for that person who has been pretending, our Father. person who has been disguising. I pray that they would have deep, meaningful experiences in your word, in your presence. I pray that we will not put on a show for church people. 
I pray we will not pretend anymore or be angry on the inside. No, I pray, I pray for a turnaround. I pray that, Lord, in this house today, you will raise giants. Let us experience you in a new way. Let us see you in a new way. Let us carry your presence. Let us bring forth fruits that give glory to you. Our Father, we thank you. God's push out a big amen. I said a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.